0: I say, I say this, and a lot of people get mad when I say this. The nice thing about this war uh, in the Middle East is I think it, it's really uniting, like 9-11 did. It's uniting a lot of people around the opposite of 9-11, where most Americans wanted to go to war. Now it's uniting people around the idea of we don't want to go to war,
1: right? <laughs> Let me and, play you Lindsey Graham. Uh, he says, we're in a religious war. And he stands with Israel, of course.
0: We're in a religious yeah. war here. I am with Israel. Do whatever the hell you have to do to defend yourself. Level the place.
1: We're in a religious yeah. All right. So did you hear that? I don't know if he I don't know so, if the audio goes through to the cell phone. If it does it it's does, cool. I got it. Um I got it. <laughs> we're he, in a religious war. Yeah, but you see, I, I think he I think he has
0: uh historical illiteracy um, so there's never been a, a religious war in a history of mankind where the Jewish people and the Christian people stood together or the Muslim people and the Christian people stood together. It was always one of those three sides against one of the other, of the three sides. And so, yes, religious wars are real. There's always been a war between the Jews and the Muslims, the Christians and the Muslims, the Jews and the Christians, And and it just, it's secular, right? There's never been a quote-unquote war that would have benefited two sides, right? Because all three sides are diametrically opposed to each other, while two of those sides are almost identical, because if we speak from a religious aspect alone, the only thing separating Islam from Judaism is one believes Abraham killed his son, the other one believes he didn't. So... That's the only difference. From their dietary functions to everything else, they are basically the same, which is why when the Christians went to crusade against the Muslims, the Jews didn't support us. When the Jews originally went to war against the Muslims, the Christians didn't support us. So, you know, the only common denominator here is that the Jews and the Christians have always fought against the Muslims. We've never fought together against them. But there's never been an out-and-out out war between the Jews and the Christians. So if you look at it historically, there's never been a war. So we could say historically there's never been a war between Christianity and Judaism. And that would be true. There hasn't been. So it's, it's, it's what I'd like to call an uneasy peace truce that has lasted for thousands of years. Um, the closest you got to it was when the Romans went to war against Israel uh, way back in the day, but they were pagan at the time, so it doesn't really count. Uh, so Lindsey Graham, I, I think, is historically illiterate, like everybody else, well, and views this thing as some sort of uh, crusade, if you would, against Islam. Now, here's the thing: both sides are wrong. And I say this, I say this right now: both sides are wrong in this conflict.
1: Okay. You. Th- but, this is. And let me pause. Trad Patrick joins the paratalk here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. Trad Patrick, you have been pilloried in the public square even years after your departure from the public eye. And it is it is assumed that you're this racist, bigot, sexist, anti-Semite pig. And here you are condemning Palestinian violence and saying both sides are wrong. I, I just I just want to underscore the importance of you saying that Uh, and I'm glad that you're saying it here. Please continue.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously people don't get humor anymore, um, which is, you know, what I I used to do, but it's it's true. The Palestinians are wrong. They invaded a a music event, which happened when Muslims did it to the Christians, too, um, in the recent past. Uh, They invaded. They killed innocent people regardless if some of the stories are exaggerated or not, the truth is that the Palestinians went and they did kill innocent people. Now we have as Catholics, an understanding of war and it was put forth by great St. Augustine of just war. And the difference is a lot of people take the whole idea of total war, right? Total war is an abomination. Total war is the idea that you annihilate your enemy, right? Right. Well, the Catholic Church does not agree with such a thing. The Catholic teaching of the doctors and the fathers of the church do not agree with such a thing. We agree in a just war. So if, if the Muslims had invaded military outposts and military targets, they would have been in a just war. Now Israel goes and does responds in kind and bomb civilian targets, well, they are now in that just war and they're outside, I mean, total war, and they're outside the bounds of what we consider a just war. And of course, a lot of people misunderstand it. They're like, oh, no, war is good. No, War to to a point is good. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. War is necessary. War is necessary to revive economies, to expand boundaries, to take control, but you attack military targets, military personnel, You don't go after innocent civilians. Both sides have done it. Both sides are wrong. And both sides should be condemned. If we had a just society, both sides would be condemned by the international, uh, you know, cabal, but it, the UN, but
1: you don't get you don't get nuance in uh, in international cabal politics. Global Homo's never going to make a distinction uh, like uh, c- condemning both sides. Trad Patrick, they're going to you know the neocon hacks uh, hacks like Nikki Haley are going to line up. But and, let's
0: step back because I want the American people to kind of take this in for a second. Just imagine that here the Israelis woke up and communities were bombarded families were murdered women and children were taken hostage dragged through the streets the elderly were taken All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America.
1: This is not an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America.
0: I mean, it's a, it's it's
1: it's definitely a,
0: a giant leap for womankind, if you would, to jump to such great and outstanding conclusions. What what the problem is is that our politics today, miss, is that any of them served in the military, right? You get the rare few. You get. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow over there in Congress, right? Uh, you get, um you get. uh He's
1: such a turd. Everyone loved him at first. He was like a Tea Party darling and whatever, and then he just became an absolute turd.
0: Yeah, well, he he, he was a Navy SEAL, so there we you just start there. But that would take a whole another story. There you go. But um. Then you've got, you know, Ron DeSantis, you know, who probably at best as a, as a commander in the Navy Reserve, he's probably like in charge of like logistics or something like that. But we don't have – we've lost the, the the politician that was a career military guy, that was out there in the trenches and fighting and understanding – and, and, and prior to our, 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 homosexual military that we have today, I'm talking about the old school military up into the mid nineties where it was still like, you know, a guy grew up and he wanted to go and fight and, you know, he wanted to wear the uniform with pride and distinction, but we missed that. And so what do we have instead? We have cackling hags like Nikki Haley. We have, we have, uh, you know, uh, what is he, uh, 68 year old single guy with no children. So that means he's probably a homosexual Lindsey Graham. Um, you know, you, you have these people who have never sacrificed an ounce of their body for anything telling you what a war is, who have never understood and studied battlefield tactics, never understood the, 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 the great battles throughout history from Alexander the Great to the Spartans to to, uh, recent history in World War II. They never studied any of it. They don't understand it. So they look at this and they say, ooh, rockets, rockets, red glare. Mm. Um, But the reality is she doesn't say about the rockets that are being launched from Tel Aviv into Gaza. Now, here's the other thing that they don't tell you. Gaza is a strip. By definition, a strip is in between two land masses. Thus... Egypt is not letting them in either. Now, the flip side of this is not everybody in Palestine is Muslim. Matter of fact, there's a great many Christians that live in that area. Some of the oldest Christian communities like the Coptic Christians live in those communities. Yeah. They don't support Hamas, yeah. but they live there. And by definition, they're getting bombarded, they're getting shelled. So getting back to the idea of just war, Israel Committing an offense. Palestine is committing an offense. You don't go after women and children. That is rule number one. That has been rule number one since the dawn of war. Yes, we can go back and we can talk about Vikings and all these other people. Yes, they were barbarians. That's why we call them that, right? But the Romans didn't do that. The Greeks didn't do that. They didn't go after innocent women and children. Okay? This is barbaric. And it's barbaric on both sides, and both sides should be condemned. And that's what our, 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 well, we're our not gonna, I community, our community, we're not going to
1: get that. No, no, nobody in our political community is going to get that. But I want to, I want to talk about one of the treasures of Christendom. Uh, to your point, one of the oldest churches in the region, sixteen hundred years old. The Church of Saint Peripherius in Gaza. Has been destroyed by the Jews. Full?
0: I believe that that came out false, though, didn't it? That the the brothers from the church actually said that the church is bombing.
1: Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah, well, that actually no, oh, well, that
0: actually you. came out to be propaganda. Yeah. That actually, thanks be to God. The, it, yes, they actually came out and said that didn't happen. Just like even
1: well, just like the the, Israeli, the, the, the 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 massacring of the babies. The Israelis really said that they found all these decapitated babies. Not true. Uh, Go back, go back. So we have to be careful. We don't want to be the same people as the other side. It wasn't the Israelis. Matter of fact, the
0: Israelis condemned us for reporting it because they said there's no proof that that happened. This was CNN. This was CNN. This was MSNBC. This was Fox News. They're all agreeing for one time on one thing. Let's spread as much misinformation in this whole thing as we possibly can because the real tragedy in this whole thing, the real tragedy, is that we have American citizens that are living there, for right or wrong reasons, living there in both Gaza and Israel. And our president says, good luck, you're on your own. He has no plan. He has no plan
1: to to evacuate the American citizens, just like he had no plan to evacuate us out of Afghanistan. Oh, that's
0: another story, too. I mean, mean, literally. Germany, France,
1: and Italy sent military jets to evacuate their people. That's because they're proper countries. I mean, well, I mean, they, they have issues too, but we, dude, we, we, I look at, I look at Joe Biden. Let's talk about Biden just for a second. It's easy. It's easy to attack the really obvious things about Joe Biden. He's a goofball. He says some wacky stuff always has. He's very confused half the time. He's clearly in mental decline. Those are easy things to attack. Those are things that, you know, your standard right-wing, cuck talk radio is going to go after. You know, Forgetful Joe or whatever. They're going to come up with some clever name that mocks the fact that he is an old man who is losing his wits. But I would argue to you, Trad Pack, and I want to hear uh, your either rebuttal or, or rejoinder or, or agreement with this. I would argue that he's really not as fully in decline as people would like to believe. In fact, I think some conservatives, cuck conservatives, are trying to have their cake and eat it too. He's either the criminal mastermind at the center of a, of a crime family, the Biden crime syndicate, you know, with, with uh, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of slush fund money slushing around as, as, as he sells Access to the presidency to the highest bidder and is living in the in the pocket of the Chinese, or he's a bumbling dimwit idiot that doesn't know where he is most of the time. But it cannot be both of those things at the same time. And most conservative cucktard, you know, Mark the Mark Levin's of the world are going to pull a fast one on you because that's what Jews do. And they're going to tell you two things that can't both simultaneously be true at the same time, but he's going to tell them to you as if they're both true anyway. And our education system in this country is so poor. We don't, if grammar is racist, grammar is antecedent to logic. And so you can't even get to logic if you can't do grammar. And most people's grammar is so poor, they'll never get to uh, to rhetoric, you know, uh, 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 out of out of the logical phase, and so when a when a rhetorician, right, uh, like Mark Levin, makes a basic, fundamental, logical error, like telling you two things are both true at the same time, they can't possibly be both true at the same time. Most people cannot even detect it, and they just lap it up. Trad Patrick, what say you about Joe Biden?
0: I agree with that because we don't have an intellectual class in, in the West anymore, period. It doesn't matter if it's America, or Germany, France, Italy, Spain. We don't have an intellectual class. We have a class of people who get up every day and right or wrong. You know, I, I don't blame normies. I
1: really don't. They want to get up every day. want to do their you're, job. You're getting soft in your old age. Well, it, it's,
0: it's I don't know if it's the
1: old age. I think it's just you, you get to an idea and
0: you realize, Right. The average guy just wants to get up, work, provide for his family, keep his family safe, and doesn't want to get involved in all this stuff, right? He just wants to stay out of it. And Like I said, the good thing coming out of this is that they're saying, you know what? We don't want to do this. Most veterans are saying, I wouldn't go back if you paid me. I'm not fighting. I'm not spilling my blood over there anymore. Yeah. And Biden has, has captivated the soul of the stupid right? And he's not, I've said this all along, he's not as as senile as people think. He's actually pretty much has his faculties, and we could talk about him falling down and stuff. He's 80 years old. Look, for him to be out doing what he's doing at 80 years old, I mean, look, he's going to fall, right? But we think, as you said, that he's a bumbling idiot because Fox News tells us that, but he's not. What he is is he's a die-in-the-wool ideologue, and he believes what he believes, and there's nobody's going to take that away from him. And you, you look at what he did in Afghanistan, right? I, I love this point right now. A former operator said this on, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, the other day. He said, it's going to be funny to see the pictures of the guys in the $300 Blackwater tactical gear picking up the M4s from the dead bodies of Hamas Mm -hmm. so they can dip them in acid and nobody will find out. Well, that's the reality is somebody went over to Afghanistan, got all these guns and weapons that Biden left, Biden funded a $6 billion payoff to Iran, still has access to that $6 billion. Because why? Because as I said earlier, There's only one thing that stops Biden from losing. They can't steal the election again. It's too obvious. It's war. It's war. And here's the thing. They think that he's weak. And they might be right. But here's the danger side. They could be wrong. Because here's what happens. Let's play this scenario out. Biden sits back in his chair in the Oval Office and he still starts talking about BLM and all the nonsense, right? Completely forgetting all this. And once in a while he says, oh, we stand with Israel, right? He waits, China sees our weakness, China invades Taiwan. That kicks off. Now America's interests are being attacked
1: because everybody will say we have no interest in Israel. And they're right. And they were, and they were right. They were right when we, when they said it about Ukraine and Russia. And that my friend is a very interesting theory because what you're proposing is that there is a three phase, um, tactical or strategic play here where in act one of this, of, of this, uh, this drama, we, quote-unquote, deplete all of our strategic reserves, our ammunition and our strategic oil reserves in defense of Ukraine. And then in Act 2, with this Mideast stuff, we say, look, all we can do is just give you some strategic air support. We can't commit boots on the ground, but Israel, do your thing, turn it to glass. We're, We're fine with it. Here's some money. That will allow... China, the breathing room, to do whatever they want to Taiwan. And Taiwan actually does affect our way of life. You know, Israel doesn't affect our way of life except for, like, it being the epicenter of pornography and faggotry and vaccines and modified food and whatever. So, like, Israel's effect on our life is mostly bad anyway.